your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, 101 ESPN. It is Carricker and Smallman, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And Michelle always has stories for us about what happened at Bristol when she was there. And one of her favorites there was Mike Golick Jr., who joins us on 101 ESPN. Mike, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm terrified about what stories Michelle might have told you guys. <laughs> All good things, Mike. All good things. Don't you worry. Um, so, Mike, in the break here, we were practicing saying Ui Ungalale. <laughs> we are trying to get DJ Ui Ungalale's name correct because we want to show him the respect that he deserves. But is it safe to say that after this game this weekend, a lot of people are going to be pronouncing his name correctly? Yeah, I, I think we're all getting a great education, Michelle, for what's going to come next year because what, we're, what we saw already through one game when he had to step in against Boston College and threw for 350 yards and a comeback win was a star, like a guy who NFL scouts already rave about is maybe even a stronger arm than their current starter, Trevor Lawrence. So, yes, DJ Uyangalale is going to be a household name, and we are all getting a master's class in pronunciation now. <laughs> And there, there's no doubt when you go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence with, by the way, uh, the, the quarterback that came here, Kelly Bryant, in between and with Ungalale on the way, Uwe Ungalale on the way, Dabo Sweeney's got it going at that position at Clemson, doesn't he? He does. I mean, it broke Taj Boyd in the mix as well on yeah. the back end, who only had basically every meaningful passing record at Clemson with some of the freak wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins that we're seeing in the NFL. That lost Clemson offense is always going to have a place in my heart. But you're right. Dabo's, listen, Dabo's had darn near every position besides offensive line. It's been remarkable what Clemson has put together as a run, and it's an incredible challenge for Notre Dame this weekend. This is what you want. So, Mike, we had ESPN college football analyst Barrett Jones on the show yesterday, and we, of course, asked him about this game. And we're going to go a little last dance style on you here. We're actually going to play you the clip of what he said because we want to get your reaction to it. But when we asked him about the game, he picked Clemson, and here's why. I'm kind of in the camp that Notre Dame is criminally overrated every single year, and I think this year is no exception. So he finished out saying this year's no exception. He thinks that Notre Dame is massively overrated, but this seems like a good opportunity for a Notre Dame program that a lot of people might have some questions about if they can be uh, a football playoff team to answer some of those questions. And, and I took that personally, if we're <laughs> going to keep the last dance elements up on this one right now, me laughing at my iPad, you know what? Like, And this has become the interesting part about this weekend, Michelle, is, the conversation around Notre Dame ends up getting to a fever pitch like this with a lot of people on the outside of the program because they're scared. 
is like the worst thing, the worst thing in the world. I've seen more from Clemson people breaking down Notre Dame strength, the schedule on the other side. Like, this is a game if you're Clemson, you should walk in expecting to win. And the amount of conversation around the other side tells me that the fear they don't talk about at parties is if Notre Dame comes in, even with a backup quarterback in year one in the conference and beats your biggest and best, this place is going to lose their minds. So Notre Dame, people have said, well, this is a no-win situation for Notre Dame. Clemson can make the playoff even if they lose here. No, no, no. Notre Dame can't lose here in this situation because we either win and get to walk all over everybody or we lose and we're in the same place everyone else believes we are before, which is varying degrees of overreacting to the Notre Dame overrated thing. So I'm kicking my feet up and I'm excited about this one. <laughs> Mike, I, I, I look at Brian Kelly and he has adapted somewhat, but the template for Notre Dame is still there from when you were there, isn't it? Uh, he has adapted. And it's been different over the years. You know, when you had Deshaun Kaiser at the helm of that offense, they were more of a downfield passing out. But even the last couple of years, Chase Claypool, Miles Boykin, guys that are NFL receivers that were high picks were there. But this team has really gone back into on offense, that offensive line, the foundation that was there when I was there. But I got to tell you guys, the biggest difference, and we had Brian Kelly on our radio show this week, the speed Notre Dame has recruited on defense. You're going to watch a linebacker in Jeremiah Wusu koromo in number six and a safety in number 14, Kyle Hamilton, play at the same speed as everyone else on Clemson. And that was not something that used to happen on Notre Dame's defense. That is day one NFL speed on the second level and the third level of Notre Dame's defense. And that stuff was not always there when I was there, and it's really made it exciting to watch. So you could have Owosu Koromoa trying to get after the quarterback, Ua Ungalele. That's something for an analyst. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they call him Wu on one side, and they're going to call him DJ a lot on the other <laughs> side there after they get through the initial wave on the broadcast. Uh, Mike, you mentioned the college football playoff. Do you see a path for Notre Dame to get there if they lose this game versus Clemson? Yeah, the one thing people keep saying, trying to do is write off Notre Dame if they lose here. They're likely going to run through the rest of their ACC schedule and would play Clemson in the title game. And if you got to that title game, beat a what would we'd imagine a Trevor Lawrence led Clemson team in that outfit and your only other loss was to Clemson during the season I don't know how you're not putting them in there at that point so it might become overwhelmingly unlikely because Trevor Lawrence is a monster but as far as there being a realistic path it absolutely exists and winning at North Carolina would be a big win too it is. And that North Carolina team, well, I get it. You know, the, the upset to Florida State is going to hang in a lot of people's mind, but that is a really talented football team, especially offensively. So you're right. There are quality wins. And this is how it always was. Backloaded ACC schedule for Notre Dame that, listen, their schedule got easier when they joined this conference. There's no other way to look at it. But you're right. The two banner games are going to be on the back end. Mike, let's take a look at Florida, Georgia. We might not have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party because of the pandemic, but we're still going to get a great football game. So who do you like in that one? You know what? In this one, I actually think I like Georgia. or Excuse me. I think I like Florida in this one. And as much as Stetson Bennett is impressed in a way that I was not prepared, when we had Jamie Newman and all these transfers going into Georgia, I never mentioned, figured we'd get a Stetson Bennett the fourth running around at barely 5'10 in that backfield with the defense they have. But we haven't seen them in a while, and so people might forget what Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts were doing in that Florida offense was jarring. It was every bit of what people expected and hoped when they were ranking them preseason five this offseason. And I just think they've got a different gear right now. Georgia's been looking for that next step offensively during the entire tenure in the last round and the quarterbacks that they've had. They're maybe starting to get to that point. 
Florida's already there, and I think that's the difference in this game and a real strength-on-strength matchup between their offense and Georgia, one of the best defenses in the country. All right, Golick, uh, give us a great Michelle Smallman in Bristol story. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not giving up the goods on that one, although I will say I was fortunate. Me and Michelle were both covering the Alabama-LSU game down in Baton Rouge, and we had the chance we were out there at a local watering hole to hang out with famed Houston rapper Paul Wall, who just happened to be there for some reason. So we've got the pictures to prove it, but we have rubbed elbows with some pretty known figures from our early 2000s childhood who probably ring a little less true now. But <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for keeping it clean. And I always tell people about that night that World Series champion and LSU guy Alex Bregman was also there, and no one even knew who he was. It was remarkable, Michelle. It will never not be cringeworthy when the DJ shouted him out over the loudspeakers <laughs> and was met with roughly the same round of applause that I was. So you can't take back those moments if you're Alex Bregman, but we will cherish them forever. We still are waiting for our grills in the mail, Paul. You promised us. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you know some people. Give him a call. Make sure we get those. <laughs> I'm on it, Smalls. We need this for the new year. Once we can go back out to places, we'll be grilled up and ready to go. That sounds great. Mike, we know you're busy. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You're the best. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. That's Mike Golick Jr. And tomorrow you've got Clemson, you've got Notre Dame, and of course, uh, that game can be seen on NBC tomorrow. That's a game at Notre Dame. That's always When I talk to people about the popularity of baseball in America, that was always one of my my points. Hey, I was at a place where this guy went and he had just won a World Series and no one knew who he That's was. That's amazing. No one. So, d- did you guys go talk to him? Yeah, well, we were standing on the stage because uh, the DJ called Paul Wall up and then Mike mm-hmm. Golick Jr. And Alex Bregman was there and Mike got this, hu- Paul Wall naturally got a huge ovation. Mm-hmm. Mike got a huge ovation and then people were like, who? Alex Bregman? And I'm like, he went here. That's amazing. <laughs> he just won the World Series. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, we live in a baseball hotbed, and the rest yeah. of the country, not so much. Coming up, should the Cardinals have a different approach in free agency? We'll talk about that as we roll on with Carriker and Smallman headed into the final hour of this show on 101 ESPN.